How's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Justin Holland Fitness Podcast. Today, we are going to have a guest on the podcast, and the guest is going to be Brian Turner, the vegan bodybuilder. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that was my Howdy drum how? roll, by the way. That was my, that was my drum I roll. I like that drum so, roll. It was good. <laughs> so yeah, so Brian, go ahead and um, you know tell, tell everybody. I mean, Brian, obviously, he's a bigger fitness influencer than myself, but if you do not know who Brian Turner is, Brian's going to tell you. So I'm a 25-year-old uh, vegan bodybuilder. So I went vegan about two two years ago, and I've been bodybuilding for just about 10 years now. So about eight years into my bodybuilding is when I went vegan. Uh, I make YouTube videos. I've been doing that for about six years. Uh, I do fitness, I do acne, and I do veganism. Those are my three topic types. And um, yeah, I don't know. A, a lot has changed as I've gone through my fitness journey and my bodybuilding journey, and it's it's very fun for me to... Um, learn more and adapt with that information and kind of spread it out to other people too just because when I first started there wasn't a lot of information out there so it's nice to be able to kind of give that information out to people who don't have the experience quite yet mm-hmm. yeah I've actually noticed especially since I've started looking into the whole veganism um, kind of movement there's like a lot of people that's kind of jumping on it and it, I you know I think that really is a Kind of, it shows people there's a reason. If a lot of people are starting to go towards, you know, becoming vegan, there must be a reason. So you said you uh, started YouTube six, seven years ago. Yeah, YouTube was about six or seven years ago. Like when I was, I think I was seventeen when I first started officially. Mm-hmm. That's, um, awesome. That's a long time. You have, you have. I know. Last time I looked, you were, you might have a thousand videos up now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I have a thousand. And I just hit 200,000 subscribers yesterday. It was nuts. Really? Yeah, man. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Dude, last time I, six months ago, you were at 167. I know. It's crazy, man. I don't know what's oh. going on. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's awesome. Man, you must be. That's, that's insane. I did not know that you've grown that much since. Because I haven't. I, I'll catch myself. Honestly, like people that I go and support and, you know, videos that I'm, you know, people I'm subscribed to, I'll do that every now and then. It's, it's very occasionally, though. And I'll go and just check at their subscriber list or just their account and see see what it is. I remember when I first, uh, you know, came across you on Instagram, you commented on something and it was like, in your thing, it said 167. So that's, God, that's 33,000. It's been growing a lot, man. You too. You're almost at a thousand. I see you're like eight eighty or something like that. Yeah, six months ago when I first came on your channel. Um, so yeah, Brian actually invited me on his podcast and channel, and kind of had an impact on me starting my own podcast and just all of this this journey, this influencing journey, and social media uh, journey. So he he kind of had an impact on me. But when I started, and about six months ago when I was on his channel, I went from like 150 subscribers up to like 400, 500 subscribers, which that's a big jump, you know. I, I know it's not 167,000. <laughs> but hey, one day, one day. Baby we all got to start somewhere. Steps. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 1,000 is a huge goal of mine, and that's it's coming up It's coming up strong, close. So um, so when, so bodybuilding, what, what got you into bodybuilding? Because, you know, for me, um, I, for me, it's always been this outlet and this place that I can I can always go to the gym. I can always it's always there for me, and it helps me to get my mind off things, stress relief, and I'm just super passionate about it. But for you, uh, you know, bodybuilding. What was your what got you into bodybuilding? Yeah, man. I I think it's really cool because I think we have a similar kind of a idea with bodybuilding in terms of it being an outlet and a passion. When I first started lifting, I was 15 years old, and my brother. Uh, someone who used to be on the channel a lot, his name's LP, 
he's about 10 years older than me and he had just started lifting for four or five weeks he was doing some crossfit cr- courses and he came to work where we we're working that at that time and he had a little vein on his bicep and i was just like damn he looks the so vein. so shredded man he is ripped to the bone <laughs> and i just couldn't wrap my head around him being bigger than me as a person so i just had to start lifting so that i could be like bigger or more of a man or whatever at the time so that's when I, that less triggered me to start lifting but uh i didn't know that i loved it or i was gonna fall in love with it until i'd started going like maybe two three four weeks into it start seeing the changes happen you start seeing your chest get a little bigger you start to see like a little bicep split all this other stuff you start feeling the pump and stuff and then it turns into well at least for me it turned from you know a vanity thing to trying to beat my my brother or whatever to realizing that mentally it was probably the one thing that was the most therapeutic in my life because at that time I was also in high school and I just mm-hmm. jumped over to high school from being homeschooled my whole life so it was my first time being in public school and I was in freshman year and nobody knew me but everybody knew each other so I had all yeah. this acne all these kids knew each other people were picking on me because I was a homeschool kid all that kind of stuff and, and all the anxiety and fear and stuff like that that would build up was so easy to go to the gym and just annihilate it. You know what I mean? You get a mm-hmm. really good workout in and it doesn't matter what anybody said to you. It doesn't matter what that girl said when she denied you or what you heard those people whispering about you in the, in the aisles of the, of the hall or whatever. It doesn't matter because you're in there fucking crushing weight and none of them could do that. And it just makes you feel all powerful. I don't know. For me at that time, it was what I needed and I just fell in love with it. And since then, I've never fallen out of love with it because it's still that therapeutic thing I go to every single day to take care of whatever emotions it is that I need to release, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. It's like for me and ever since I lose or lost my sight, it's like almost even it sounds crazy. It's almost even better because if I go into the gym and I put my headphones in, mm-hmm. well, I can't see what anybody's doing around me. Now mm-hmm. I no longer can hear them. And it's like I'm in my own world. And like, just like you're saying, you can go in there not worry about anything in the past, the future, but it's all about the now and just, you know, crushing weights, picking up some heavy weight. And yeah, I, I totally agree. Were you like, you know, when you started out, were you like really skinny or? Oh yeah. I was 135 pounds at six foot. So I was just bones oh, everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, you sound very, I was, well, I was probably like five, six, five, 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 six, but I was, you know, 110 pounds. So we were very similar. Cause I started when I was 14, 15 years old too. And like, I know exactly what you mean. That's crazy. But for you going from homeschooled into public school and, you know, your acne story as well, it just, that's a huge change and a lot to, you know, take on at one time. It was terrifying, man. It was really fucking terrifying. <laughs> it, it was good. I'm glad that I had to go through it. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the moment, man, like I would have done anything to get out of it. But yeah. I'm I'm glad that I had to go through it because it forced me to become the person that I am today, but also it forced me to find bodybuilding. And if I hadn't found bodybuilding, I would, I wouldn't have that one passion that I can say confidently is my passion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I totally, yeah, I'm the same. Like I didn't, I didn't really get picked on much. Like it wasn't like, you know, other people got picked on way more than I did. It wasn't like I was just the, I guess the kid getting picked on all the time. But right. for me, I was very small. And when I crossed in over into high school, you know, I was into sports up until, up in, you know, from five years old up until 12, 13, going into high school. And mm-hmm. then I was really skinny. And to play football, well, that doesn't work out too well. 
I did I didn't make you know I've been playing baseball and like baseball was my sport and I played baseball up until up until high school and then I didn't make the team and then I was like oh god so I went and played tennis and then you know <laughs> it was just like I I was really small compared to everybody you know and I did get picked on I mean for me I can still remember the people that picked on me and I think it's really funny because now I'll get I'll get messages on Instagram and um, from people that I grew up with that used to pick on me and ask for advice, which I think that's, they probably don't remember it, you know, and some people say it's bad that I remember it, but I think it's, I don't know, I think it's freaking hilarious that people do that, and I think it's just the way it is, because when you get into, you know, you find something that you truly love, because I thought, um, did you did you go to college at all, Cause, or when you got got out of high school? Yeah, I went to college, and I got my associate's degree in exercise science, and okay. uh, I was planning on becoming a kinesiologist or a nutritionist as my career. Then, right as I was finishing that degree, I had the, the fork in the road of whether or not I wanted to continue with YouTube and making my own business or if I wanted to go more of the traditional path. And obviously, I chose the YouTube, YouTube. and entrepreneurial. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm sure you're, you're glad you, you chose that, oh, that path. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, see, for like... I always like had the like passion for bodybuilding and, and the gym and fitness. And then when I went to college, I went for engineering, which I love doing that as well. But I guess the monetary value is what really drove me towards engineering. But right. it didn't take it didn't take long at all for me to realize I hated it. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, it wasn't necessarily the schooling. It just I actually had an internship, and I just did not like bodybuilding. My passion for bodybuilding kept growing and growing. I, I loved it more and more. And then, the, you know, engineering was just <laughs> it was horrible. So I didn't didn't like it at all. And then that's that's when everything started to tumble down. So that's that's crazy. So, uh, when was your first competition? Uh, my first competition, I think. Oh no! It was when I was seventeen because it was right before oh, wow. I got cut off for the adult thing or whatever. Um, yeah, and it was just because I had been lifting for a few years, and I felt like, uh, you know, for me to call bodybuilding a sport, I had to actually perform the sport, right? Because I, I feel I like totally agree. You know what I mean? Like I can't just yeah, go to the gym and it's a sport. Yeah. Well, that's like people ask, "Are you a bodybuilder?" And then like I am, you know, my first competition's coming up, but like before. I like well. I I lift in a bodybuilding style of training. I, right. I wouldn't say I'm not a bodybuilder because you know I, I haven't competed in it. But you know now that can actually change. But I totally agree with you there. Right? Yeah. Like I always say, um, <laughs> when you're in the gym hitting your workouts, right? That's kind of like the practice. If like for a football team, that's practices. But if you're always just showing you practice everyone's going to want to know when the game is, right? Like, nobody wants to watch the, the football <laughs> yeah. team practice. They want to see you fucking destroy. Yeah. So, in my head, I was always thinking that. I was always like, man, if, I, if I'm going to say I'm a bodybuilder, then I can't just show the practices. I have to actually, like, you know, muster it up, go through the, the actual challenges because the challenges are what make it a sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. that's, that's why I had to compete. But then I ended up really liking competing, and I stuck to it, uh, and I kept doing it. So that's yeah, that's awesome. So like, I think yeah, for me, like competing gives you almost that extra like motivation, that extra drive. You have something to work towards, and you're also, I mean, just the act of competing is you know, where us males love to compete against each other. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's awesome. And then so um, you know, the really the the big topic I want to hit on is what made you want to get into veganism. 
totally. Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, I went vegan because I had been battling really, 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 really bad acne. So like big cystic uh, acne, whiteheads and blackheads, like the whole everything you can get. And I'd have mm-hmm. there was no inch of my skin on my face that wasn't covered. So it was really severe. And I was trying everything I could to get rid of it. You know, from the small things you hear, like uh, what are you, proactive and all those like Epiduo and the commercials you see on TV. Yeah, yeah. Tried all that stuff, and then that didn't work. So I went to the dermatologist, got on antibiotics. That didn't work. Uh, we got on some other stuff that's almost like Accutane. That didn't work. We eventually took Accutane. I did it for almost two years. My face oh, cleared wow. up, and then after a couple of months off of Accutane, my face started to get uh, acne coming back again, started to relapse. And so in my head, it was terrifying because it had been two years of working on getting it, getting it gone. And then it was only gone for a few months and started to come back. So I figured, man, I got to figure out something else. And while I was on Accutane, I had taken dairy out of my diet and had seen a lot of improvements. And then that was what kind of led to the Accutane actually working is taking milk out completely and like whey protein and, and pro- protein bars, all that kind of stuff. And so I figured if taking milk out had helped so much, what if I had taken, you know, meat out and, you know, any sort of the other like derivatives of animal products and stuff. Uh, And I took it out of my vegetables and it started to clear up and then it went all the way away. And then I wasn't getting acne anymore to the point that I would get like a pimple and it would be gone within one day or two days, like a regular person, you know, that's that's the way it is for me. So, yeah, right. Instead of of what it was before which is it would stay around for at least two weeks but usually up to a month so for me it was just like mind-blowing that I could have a zit go away and I was realizing that the food was the reason it was changing that for me um so that's the reason I got into veganism and then it evolved from there to so many other things (laughs) so so when it like did you do research like how did you you said you like cut out uh, dairy and milk how did you what like what made you did you do research to find out that or yeah, good question. Uh, yeah, when I when I took out the dairy, what happened is I kept asking my dermatologist if there's anything else I could do other than the, the medicine. Is there anything I can change about my life or go swimming or whatever the whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and he had for so long said that there was no diet like changes, like diet had no effect on acne and stuff. And they're supposed to say that, like it's part of their scope of practice to say that. Eventually, he said he can't officially tell me anything but he had heard that there were some studies that shown that whey protein and milk derivatives were causing acne in a lot of patients so from that i took uh the initiative to like go search on my own and i looked at a bunch of studies and it's confirmed so many different times that when you when you intake dairy specifically because it's so not natural for the body it increases something in your body it's a it's a, a hormone that comes out it's called mTORC and mm-hmm. when, when you have a bunch of milk and dairy in your body, you have more of that level. And when your body can't process all that, then it starts getting rid of it through other means instead of like your liver and your kidneys and stuff like that it has to come through your pores or has to come, ah, you know, okay. somehow it has to release. And so for me, it was coming through my pores and it was coming through my acne. Um, yeah. And that just led me into researching more and more and more and more and trying, trying out uh, elimination diets and seeing what else I could take out. And it was all working so well. So I just decided why not continue being vegan if it's working so well for my face yeah um so yeah so how did this affect bodybuilding because a lot of people totally a lot of people have this like image or this this thought that if you go veganism one for one like number one i think that i've seen um or heard is 
you can't get enough protein. And then, you know, it, there's there's all kinds of <laughs> soy is bad or, you know, tofu or, the, you know, is so w- how did this affect you with, going, you know, <laughs> since you are so passionate with bodybuilding? Totally, totally. Um, at first, so I think the th- I think all of that stuff comes up because people don't do enough research before they jump into veganism. And then it's, it, it would be like, uh, you know, like some person who had never played NFL playing with NFL players and then making a statement about NFL. It's like you didn't <laughs> you didn't like research. You didn't like you didn't try. You didn't train. You didn't practice for it. You didn't put yourself in the right context. So, of course, you're going to fail. Same thing with veganism is people will just say, right veganism is eating salads and beans and lentils done and that's literally what i did too <laughs> I, legit bro for the first couple of days i just ate lentils all day every single day veggies oh, and God. lentils <laughs> Ugh. and it's so terrible it makes you it just food wise tastes terrible it's not de- it's like not the best macros you can make and stuff point being um it's actually really easy uh i've been doing it for two and a half years now and when people ask about the protein thing I used to have to kind of look around at my protein, how, how far I was in the day and how much more I needed and stuff. But now I will hit 145 without even trying and I'll get to like 160, 170. And I'm like, oh shit, I overshot my protein so far. Just because as you uh, kind of understand the variety of foods you can pick from, you realize that protein doesn't only come from chicken breast because that's what yeah. I used to eat was chicken breast <laughs> with every single friggin' meal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it expands your food variety that you understand and you know you can cook with even beyond like a a vegan thing it's just like before i went vegan i didn't realize that there were all these different grains that you could cook with i didn't even know that these grains existed but now i have such an expanded um like choice of food that i can i can pick from but i would say that it's it's hard in the beginning to find protein sources and i would say that the best idea is to look around on youtube for videos called like vegan protein sources top 10 vegan protein sources and then also just look at full day of eatings from bodybuilders who are vegan mm-hmm. who you think are big and you like the way they look because guaranteed they have their diet down and so you can kind of just replicate what they're doing yeah totally so um i can't see you though so i don't know if i should follow you I'm just kidding. wait what <laughs> you were saying you should find someone like you that you look at them find some like vegan bodybuilders and look at them and see, find their physique <laughs> So I can't see you, man. So I don't know. But no, you. On a serious note, that was a joke. I did pretty bad at, at saying that. But whoever so, you're but most you, confident in the way that they speak. Yeah, there we go. That's hey, that, there we go. So uh, yeah, like you actually you post a lot, and those are some of my favorite videos that you post because um, you know, like Brian's been doing YouTube for seven years, and he has some awesome content. But when he does these full day of vegan bodybuilding, you know, full day of eating with a vegan bodybuilder it like you you've like it's really cool because you like you're saying you've expanded your your variety of food that you can eat but you make these awesome meal like I, when i first like started watching your videos and started watching these like the vegan and started getting interested in it i'm like i did not know you could do this i did not know that you could fix uh like lasagna and like all these crazy like enchiladas and sushi right. it's like yeah like so many different foods so like at first, you know, I so I'm I'm very I don't want to really mess with my diet right at the at the moment, especially since I'm three and a half weeks out. And of but as soon as after uh, as soon as my competition's over, I'm really interested in you know giving veganism a try. You know, maybe like a ninety day challenge. And for me though, you know, instantly when I start thinking about it, it's it's very overwhelming because it's something new. Which a lot of things in like in life, if it's new, it can be overwhelming. 
But, you know, when it comes to, you know, a bodybuilder, you know, our diet is very important, uh, whether you're bulking, cutting, you know, whatever it may be. But I think, you know, when I think about it, I think, okay, just like you said, lentils, sweet potatoes, (laughs) vegetables, (laughs) and some, like, beans. And that's, like, I'm already running out tofu, and that's, like, I'm running out of stuff, you know. It's, like, what, what, yeah. So what would be, you know, I guess besides maybe – YouTube videos, like, how would you recommend, like, maybe grocery shopping or, like, getting into, you know, making the transition? Right. Uh, I would say if you're first starting going vegan, because so many people also think they they attach veganism with healthy, right? And it doesn't mean healthy. It just means without animal products. So I would say when you first go vegan, don't get encouraged to go ultra healthy quinoa like everyone else is telling you to do because you're going to get bored as fuck of that diet. It's so lame. What what is, hold on, what is quinoa? my stepmama has it down there. I've heard my buddy talk. What is quinoa? Quinoa is, it's just a grain, just like brown rice. It's just a different type okay. of grain. But it's just like brown rice, but it, has, it tastes like it has more of the shell on it. And uh, it's higher in protein and fiber. Okay. I mean, it's it's useful, but it's not like the most important thing ever to have in your diet. It's just like any other yeah. macro. Food. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like I would say when you first go vegan, don't try to go ultra healthy. And instead... Take advantage of the the meat replacements and stuff like that because there's companies like Gardein and Daya and Tofurky and those companies will do you a favor of like creating Italian sausages, for example. So if you want to have a traditional Italian pasta dinner like you used to have, you just go get your pasta, you make that red sauce pasta, all that's easy, it's the same, and then you throw all these Italian sausages in it that are vegan and it literally tastes exactly the same. And for you, it's no extra like you don't have to do any extra steps to make it happen or anything so it's just as convenient and it tastes just as good but you're still sticking to the the vegan thing and that's probably the best way to to switch over at first because you want yeah you want it to be convenient so you aren't discouraged then as you start sort of get comfortable with the crutches of those replacement foods you can kind of take you know one meal and make it completely yourself don't use any replacements all whole foods and then as you kind of expand with that one meal, you learn more and more and more and more and more meals until eventually you're like, okay, I only need to use the replacement food every once in a while because I'm already going to make, you know, a big batch of like enchilada pasta or something like that. Um, okay. Yeah, I would say that's so, probably the, the biggest one. So the like the one that I actually I have some downstairs and like I I it's delicious. It's Morningstar Farms. Yeah. But I, you know, that's the, when I go, I shop mostly at Walmart just because of the pricing. And um, I've actually heard a lot of vegans say, or a lot of people say it's going to be expensive, but I've also heard a lot of people that go to vegan uh, say it's actually cheaper. And for me, that's another thing is like, so these meat replacements, the only one I think I found at Walmart was Morningstar Farms. Now, I could be wrong on that, but it probably does depend on the location, but I, I mean, as far as the taste of it, it's really delicious. I have these hot and spicy sausage patties, and they're really good. Like they're, nice. Yeah, so, uh, but it's like, do you, where do you do most of your shopping? Is it Walmart? Is it Whole Foods? Or is... Yeah, so like, um, some stuff can get, get you can get at Walmart, because Walmart has some pretty good contract deals. Um, mm-hmm. But there's certain companies that sign with certain stores specifically. So I know like Target has um, a deal with, this one company called just and they make like salad dressings and stuff like that like ranch and cookie dough and stuff like that um i do most of my shopping at sprouts which is uh in california it's kind of like whole foods okay and 
then I'll do most of my shopping at like a traditional grocery store, like Albertsons is what it's called here. Um, and it's different for where you live. I know because, you know, on the coasts we have more, more of that new stuff. Um, so yeah, for that's me, like y'all, y'all have restaurants and stuff. We don't really have any. Yeah, we have way too much. We have everything. And, uh, so <laughs> here, in, here in San Diego, you can go literally to any grocery store and they'll have, um, replacement stuff but if you're somewhere like where you are in the midwest and stuff you're going to need to go to like a whole foods because that's going to be a place that has literally all of the replacements that you're looking for um okay. oh and i wanted to talk about you said the pricing that's super interesting point because everybody always points out how expensive it is to do a vegan diet again it's like any diet that you do if you're going to eat mcdonald's every day it's going to get expensive because you're spending nine dollars per meal you know where you could just be making like I don't know, a waffle from an ego package and it would be like 20 cents. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's up to you how you choose to buy your foods. So if you're going vegan and you're only buying replacement meats, it's going to be more expensive because you're only buying pre-made products that cost more than you making yourself. But if you start to learn how to cook on your own, you can get a 10 pound bag of potatoes for five bucks here. You can get a five pound bag of brown rice for $2 here. The tofu is $1.50 for 40 grams of protein. It's like... If you choose the bulk things that you actually have to do just a slight bit of preparation to, it ends up being way cheaper than the traditional diet. Yeah, and I I didn't realize that, but I got some tofu the other week, uh, you know, one block, man. And that stuff, I don't know what it sits in, but um, for the first time I ever opened it, <laughs> I, you know, I'm blind, and some things just feel weird. But the first time I opened, opened that stuff, man, I don't know. I was just sitting there feeling it. I'm like, what in the world am I about to eat? What the hell is this? What is this? <laughs> Dang it, Brian! <laughs> so yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was actually like it's pretty good. Like I mean, I mean, it wasn't like super flavorful, but I mean, it was. Yeah, it was good. It's almost like eating like chicken or something, to be honest. But. I remember the other week though I went into the grocery store in Walmart and like you're saying it was a dollar, like it's a dollar seventy or something here for a, a, a block of tofu, which is like it's like thirty five forty grams of protein, and you think you compare that to chicken, it's like right. the same. It's like literally the same, or maybe cheaper. And, right. You know, and just like potatoes, I actually, I'm not a real big rice person to be honest. Like I haven't ate rice in months. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I, but I eat potatoes out out the yang i eat sweet potatoes all the time sweet potatoes is my my, one of my go-to carb sources so and they're you know they're really cheap as well so i guess like you're saying i guess it is trying to i find you know doing it the right way and then it'll start coming out cheaper absolutely yeah with anything you're always gonna you're not gonna know the inside secrets until you do it for a little bit and then you know exactly what you want to purchase for the amount of money you want to spend yeah, and say I, the only like one of the I guess the things is when you go to the store, how do you know? Like, how do you know what? Like, if I'm, you know, pasta obviously is easy, like stuff like that. But when you go to get sauces, or if you go to get um, just uh, you know other things like that, your your food items, how do you know whether it's gonna be vegan friendly? Totally, that's actually really good. That's a really good question. Uh, it's actually so easy just because of the way that the, the laws work here in the United States. When you mm-hmm. look on the back of a food product, if if it contains any sort of an allergen, they have to announce it at the bottom of the ingredients list. So, for example, you turn around um, like a freaking protein bar or something like that, and you look at the ingredients, it'll say like, you know, it'll say cocoa, it'll say 
sugar, it'll say this, that, the other. It'll list all the things out, and at the very bottom in bold print, it'll say contains milk, contains soy, contains nuts, contains et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have to announce the allergies. So for us who are trying to read the packages, it makes it a really quick thing to be able to look at and say, okay, does it have the contains egg or contains milk on it? And if it doesn't, then you know that it doesn't have those things. The only other thing that you have to check for is that there's no meat in it because they don't have to put that in the allergy statement, but you should be okay. able to kind of, you know, tell if there's tell meat if or not. Has, yeah. Animal product. Okay. Yeah. That so actually, I, yeah, that makes it really simple to it's so easy, man. You just look in the back real quick, and you're like, contains wheat. Okay, cool. All good. Okay, so yeah, that makes... You don't even really have to go through the ingredients list. You just pick up, and if it doesn't have milk or dairy or you know eggs in there at the bottom, you're, you're pretty much good to go. Yep, pretty much. Dang, okay, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's a lot simpler than you... I think, I guess people, you know, just naturally want to stress themselves out. <laughs> It was just, it sounds scary, man. It, I mean, I get it. I was there too. And I thought I would never be vegan. So I get all the, you know, the resistance to it. And I never try to push on anybody because I, I get it. It really is hard at first until you kind of uh -huh. adapt to it. I, yeah. So. I think that's a really cool, um, or a good thing about how, like the viewpoint that you have on veganism. I know one, one video, uh, it's probably a couple months ago you made and you're talking about, you know, smashing somebody in the head trying to make them go vegan's not gonna really <laughs> being malicious about it, it's not gonna help that much but you know if you do it you know like kind of like you do it it's it's not that bad you know a lot of people uh, i mean vegan gains is very the malicious style when it comes to it <laughs> but i and I, it sounds crazy uh but he honestly he i'm subscribed to him as well and he has an impact on me just because he hits you with the uh, he just hits it from a different angle as well. He, you know, he's very in your face about how it's gonna. You're gonna like the health, the health benefits, and as far as not eating meat and not eat, you know, eggs and all of that stuff, and backs it up with the research. And I think that's really good. But some people that just scares them away. Right. I and mean, like, and, and there's a place for all that stuff because all that's true, right? The health thing is probably one of the biggest points for people switching to veganism. Um, that's my biggest, like, I'm not going to, I mean, I used to go hunting, so it's not the the torturing of animals. I know that hit, that hits some people in the heart and their emotions, but for me, that's not what really flips the switch for me to want to switch over to veganism. It's more of you eat red meat and the chances of you having certain types of cancer and certain types of uh, heart disease and all, all of those things, uh, that's what really, especially the health benefits, that's what really gets me interested because I don't just work out to, uh, like, look good. I, you know, it's, it's more of, you know, health and fitness. So that there's that one word there that we got to uh, remember. <laughs> so the health part, you know, and that's yeah. one thing that bugs me about people that just, juice up I, you know you're destroying your body and and that's like half the battle is trying to live healthy a healthier lifestyle in my opinion i know some people it's not like that but and that's why i think you know switching over to it has so much so many benefits right yeah that's why i want people to that i care about to switch over is because of the chances of dying from all sorts of different you know cancers and and health risks are so greatly increased when you're eating all those different animal products yeah it's it's really important man and as you get older it, it hits you harder too how important your health is because when you're young everything's growing so it doesn't really matter I mean, you can eat pop tarts for all of your meals every single day and you're fine but you start to get older and like for me i had the acne issues um 
I've also had some like joint problems and stuff. I have so many friends and family members who have or have died or whatever it is from cancer, man. So much cancer in my life right now. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I did a documentary on this guy who had this really, really severe case of three different cancers. And I remember you saying something about that. Yeah. And it it was literally because of all these animal products he was eating, he was trying to get all swole. So he was drinking all this protein and all this crazy stuff. I mean, I can't guarantee that's the reason, but I mean, it's a strong correlation between everybody that I know who has cancer and what they eat. It's all very similar. No one is cooking their own food. It's all processed food, whether or not it's animal products too. It's all processed. So yeah, the health thing, man, is so overlooked in the industry right now. And if you just have big muscles, then you're quote unquote healthy to people. But you don't realize yep. that when you're 40, man, you don't want to die. I mean, I hate to point it out, but there were a couple of really, really high profile deaths in the bodybuilding industry just Very a few recently. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, man. And those guys were not even close to the ripe age that they should be dying at. Not even close, man. And it yeah, sucks. Neither one of them. Right. And, and, and it doesn't it doesn't matter until you die right like like what i'm saying is like um you don't think that there's anything in your body that's wrong until you actually are facing your health issue and it's so much better to nip it in the butt and start eating healthy now make these changes that are going to make it so that you don't have to you know get a you know get your arteries unblocked or something through a surgery one day instead just fucking stop eating the bad stuff and eat some more good stuff and clear it out yourself now that's how i feel about it yeah and like just like you're saying like a lot of people wait too long they bodybuild until they're 40 years old and they eat eggs beef and chicken and milk and all these you know these niche bodybuilding foods that make you right. swole and they do i mean they do look big and it, it, it does quote unquote work but like you're saying i mean they get to their 40s or you know sometimes earlier and they have health risk and health problems and then it's too it's like it's too late. I mean, it's not, you can reverse it. I mean, you can change your diet and it, it will help, but it's just, if you would, like you're saying, you nip it in the butt really early, it's going to really help you to stay healthy longer, I think. Right. Like why, why run your car into the ground and then repair it? Why not just give it the oil changes it needs so you don't have to repair it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I Yeah, I totally agree. And I think one other, like, when it comes to, like, because for me, it's re- it's really easy to point these things out because I'm, I'm, I'm ser- like, seriously wanting to get, get into it. And mm-hmm. the supplementation, because I think that's another big, another big category, another big, uh, just a thing that people talk about when it comes to switching over is what supplementation do I need or is, you know, is it really that big of a deal or how bad is that? Yeah, so the the supplementation thing is is one of those huge topics that's scary as well, but it's really, 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 really simple. Um, really, the only thing that you need to supplement with for sure is B12. And that's, I want okay. everyone. Everyone's like, oh yeah, yep, vegans B12. Actually, every single person is is generally B12 deficient in our in our regular standard American diet. When I started diet. going blonde, when I started going blonde, I went and got blood work done. And normal diet, normal. I mean, I was on a college, horrible diet. You know, college, college budget, and all of that. <laughs> you know, busy and all that. But I was not. You know, they my B twelve was low, so I, they actually supplemented me with B twelve because they yep. thought, well, maybe you know, that, it was obviously not the problem. But they did say something about it. So that's like, you know, people talk about, well, you have to supplement B twelve if you go vegan, and you know, you have to with another diet. You don't have to, but. Yeah, I get you know me. I'm a good example that you still, uh, you know, a lot of the times 
people on the the normal so-called normal diet are still going to be you know have low levels of b12 right and all sorts of vitamins and minerals like who is eating 100% perfectly for all their micros and macros <laughs> no you'd be eating like a forest every day you'd be eating a garden every day <laughs> well i mean so, uh, most people don't even you you hit on a good point there and like that's one thing i love about like i'm really when i when i follow people in sport people i like them I don't really like talking about things unless I, like, I don't feel comfortable talking on subjects unless I know what I'm talking about. Like, if I get in an argument with someone or if I'm uh, talking about something, and I'd, I'd really like to be informed on what I'm talking about. But, like, a lot of people in their diet, they track their macros, but they don't even know about micro, like, the micronutrients. And it's like, yeah, especially, like, right now, that's what I, I really try to fo- focus on, you know, eating the forest because micros are key and I, I know you talk about it all the time and i even texted you because you were talking about um in that peak peak week video you're talking about how much you eat and i know you eat guy you eat it blows my mind some days i think you said 600 carbs 700 grams of carbs yeah or something when you're bulking i mean i know you're a hefty failure failure compared to me but i'm hoping to get above 200 when i start bulking again but you you talk about how when you eat these vegetables and these complex carbs that your body um that you feel that your body burns burns or i guess yeah it takes more energy for your body to break it down right yeah just because of the the types of food that i'm eating now compared to before are more like fibrous and uh more vegetables more whole foods so it takes more calories for your body to actually burn those calories down into usable forms of energy Mm -hmm. and when people talk about, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're one of their main reasons or main goals when getting into health and fitness is, I mean, probably the number one is to lose weight. And, well, if you need to lose weight, that just simply means that you're, you're you know, you're caloric. You're not in a caloric deficit. You're in a caloric surplus. So right. I think, like, that is a good point, though, when you mention that because a lot of people, if they're eating too many calories – they're just eating a lot of food, and they, they feel like they need to eat a lot of, like, quantity of food, a lot of volume. But I like I even make my dad and stepmom and my uncle are like, I'll make a, a pan full of nothing but, like, sweet potatoes, broccoli, mushrooms, onions, squash, asparagus, and just this big pan of nothing but vegetables. And, well, I got caught out. I think mushrooms is a, a fungi or fungus. <laughs> so it's not a vegetable. Someone called me out on it. I'm like, oh, my God, whatever. I get whatever. that call out, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whatever. But I love mushrooms. But yeah, you know, and but you can, you know, like a great example is mushrooms. Mushrooms, like 100 grams of mushrooms is like seven calories. And it's like seven calories. It's like, what? And then, but the volume that you can eat for the calories is really crazy. Like, you need a whole bag of spinach for, uh, like 40 calories for a whole bag and it's just like you know when it when it comes to losing weight that that can help you know absolutely and when you try to go vegan too uh traditionally you start adding in more whole foods and more and more vegetables and fruits and even if you just did that without switching to vegan generally that's going to make a lot of people eat less calories because they're so used to eating condensed like a lenny and larry's cookie is 400 calories but it's this small little tiny cookie that's all dense (laughs) with calories whereas 
you start eating broccoli, like you're saying, you know, spinach, broccoli, et cetera, et cetera, you're gonna, you can get a whole frying pan worth of broccoli and it's going to be like 55 calories. It's going to take yeah, you huge. It's huge. Yeah. And it's like a ton of food. It's going to take you like 15 minutes to chomp through all those broccoli pieces. You could be sitting there watching TV snacking, but you're snacking on 55 calories of broccoli, not snacking on 15 calories per potato chip. And then you're 40 chips in. Yep. So and then that, you got the sodium that makes you just want to eat, keep eating. It's like a, a drug. It's so like addicting. It makes you want to keep eating. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So veganism definitely helps a lot of people, especially my clients who I've coached before. Uh, they'll switch mm-hmm. to veganism while I'm mid coaching them. And then all of a sudden they'll just drop three, four, five pounds in the first couple of weeks for like two, three, four weeks on. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Yeah. That's, uh, gosh, you, you uh, Oh, the broccoli! You said I remember when you you were in you went that you took that trip to Florida and you were like eating on a bag of broccoli. You're like, yeah, I'm just gonna just eat this half bag of broccoli or this whole bag of broccoli, you know, just by itself. I'm just like totally would do that myself. I was actually I went to the beach for my birthday like a month ago. And my dad was we were in there in the room and I just I brought food with me because you know I was obviously on contest prep and. I brought broccoli and I'm just sitting there eating it. And I, I joke around with my dad. Mm. I was like, you want some popcorn? Because I'm like eating it like it's popcorn. Just, out of the bag. <laughs> just broccoli. Like a lot of times I'll do that. I'll just like, I, I, I'm like, you. Yeah, I can just really snack on some broccoli. Like for most people you can't, but, or they, they don't really like that. But once your, once your taste palate kind of changes and you start to enjoy food, that's actually truly good for you more. It's so helpful in so many different directions, but like you're saying, you can snack on vegetables instead of snacking on like saturated ass food. Uh huh. Okay, I had to. You you you're talking about taste bud or your your taste palate changing. So there's this guy. Um, he's on my buddy's channel, and uh, I'm not sure if you've heard. His name's Defcon Vegan. Yeah, Defcon. I love that guy. Yeah, he's like this. Like he does some like crazy voices, and honestly, y'all are kind of similar. Like the way in like your your styles, because. Um, but he was on he's on my buddy's channel and he talked about that he did mention something about he said after like a few weeks or uh, yeah, I think a week two weeks or so after going to vegan switching over that meat started to smell different yeah and like you know what I mean like so is is that like is that a thing like do you really does it smell different and you didn't get different cravings or Totally, man. Like, j- just like how you're going through contest prep right now, and you're probably eating way less food, and you're probably eating more food that's like um, higher volume but lower calorie, mm-hmm. like carrots and salad and stuff like that. Yep. I remember when I was doing contest prep, my carrots went from tasting like carrots to tasting super, super sweet because I had taken all sugars out of my diet. And so I had been able to taste the sugar that was in carrots, even though it was like nothing, right? So that was just my t- my my taste buds changing. Um, in that same way, it happens with veganism, right? So if you take out milk and, and dairy and stuff, or or meat and all that stuff, you don't have it for so long that you start to appreciate the flavors and other things more. And then you maybe you'll have like um, on accident you'll have some dairy or something like that. For me, and it's not the same for everybody, but for me, I can taste it, and it just. Maybe it's because I connected all the things that I've seen and all the videos and like all this craziness that I that I know, and it just grosses me out so bad. Like when I look at milk, I just think pus that's been bleached white because that's what milk is. Is like all these fluids with the milk, so like blood and pustule, all this different stuff. Then they bleach it, 
then they burn it, pasteurize it, right? And then they just put it in a, in a jug. So it's not even fully milk that you drink. So once you kind of like learn things, plus you take them out of your diet, it, it just changes the way that you look at them. And it's so <laughs> gross, man. It's really nasty. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound too appetizing. <laughs> oh, dude, bro, for example, just a couple days ago, <laughs> I saw a meat processing plant video. And these guys are paid to, uh, there's meat big chunks like carcasses on a on a conveyor belt going by them and they're paid to like inspect it so certain ones will have like a big uh, cyst like a big abscess on the the carcass oh. like the ribs or something and so they'll just put a hook into it pop it and you just see all this white just like a zit just all this stuff gooing out and then they just blast it with a heat water gun and then that's it they just process that meat like it wasn't infected and stuff they just cut it up and serve it like ugh. <laughs> Oh man, I'm getting getting hungry over here. <laughs> that sounds appetizing. That's so nasty, oh, man. man. Yeah. Cool. So that's my process man, that now. Is, guys, that's, I'm sure a lot of it's really gross. Even the milk thing. I've thought about that while drinking milk and just I'm I was I mean, I'm I'm a big milk person and that just like when you start thinking about like how it's actually made and what it actually is, it does get pretty Ugh. Pretty nasty, especially if you drink whole milk, and it's just—it's. Well, I was a big yeah. milk guy too, man. I was drinking a gallon a day every single day yes. for two years straight. See, zero. It's it's. I, I kind of almost got away from the milk, like as far as in general, like just drinking, because I used to drink it a lot. But now it's like the only thing is cereal. I, I'm just—I don't know what it is. Cereal is really good, I think. But dude, just try some almond milk, and you'll be like, oh wow, this is the same. What do you? What do you? What kind of cereal you eat, like with almond milk? Um, almond milk is like the one that everybody goes to. It's just, it's literally just milk that's made from almonds. It's just like almond pulp and water, but it tastes... Is it good with like normal cereal? Yeah, I think it's great. But I would say if you want something that tastes very similar to milk in terms of like creaminess and all that other kind of stuff, I would say get a cashew milk because cashew milk is like really thick, just like milk is. And it's, it, for me, I think it's probably the closest that you can get. Because I've had almond milk, like I've actually... Uh, my stepmom uses it in, in her like milk or not milkshakes, but like smoothie shakes or protein shakes. But I just like drinking it plain is not the most appetizing. I love almonds. I love almond like butter. I love almonds, but not almond milk. I don't. Know, it just doesn't. It's pretty weird. I know what you mean though. It's not as thick. It's like right. It's like a little bit more watery. watery. Yep. Yeah, I, I would say that most people don't drink the the nut based milks like how you used to drink like a glass of cow milk or whatever. Yeah, but with cereal, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it is really good. Do you eat cereal? Um, not super often. Every once in a while, I I eat more oats and stuff like that. What do you mean, like like oatmeal? Yeah, like oatmeal instead of like um like Lucky Charms oh, or you know. You, have you done that? Oatmeal and mil- uh, almond milk. Yeah, yeah, it works really well, man. I might have to. I am getting on the hungry now. <laughs> I might have to try that though. That's because I usually use water, but you know, water and oats taste pretty much like cardboard. Try it out. See if you like it, man. <laughs> I have to get experiment with it. So, uh, one more, one more question. We'll, we'll start wrapping up here. Uh, when you did switch over, did you notice anything like, like as far as energy level, or as far as the way, you, just overall, the way you felt? Totally, man. Yeah, that's one that everybody asks. I I would say that when I first switched over, I didn't quite know what I was doing. And then once I kind of caught on and started eating a proper diet with a lot of variety, uh, my energy levels were just ridiculous. 
like like I would say unmanageable at certain points just because I didn't. <laughs> I've I've seen a video of an, an unboxing video uh, with you and your girlfriend, and you you were like nuts like spazzing out because <laughs> you're naturally you're naturally just like i mean same me same with me right now i'm on like a roller coaster just because contest prep you know that's right. all i got really say is you know contest prep but even <laughs> but even now i started eating and it's like I, i'm naturally i just goofy and energy and you're, you're like you're the same way and really anybody that watches your contents and your vlogs you're just really up upbeat up energy but that that one video of the unboxing man you were like <laughs> no you were nutty dude you're just like crazy I know. it was so I funny was blasting <laughs> out. i felt bad you for actually Sammy. you said something in the title it was like something i don't forget what you the title was but yeah it was something about you going crazy like super energetic unboxing or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's it's weird it gives me a lot of energy like um once i switched over when I wake up, uh, I don't know, like I used to wake up and I'd kind of be like, some days I'd wake up easy, some days I kind of grog through it and I'm a little heavy. Uh, the whole waking up with a thick mucus in my mouth and like thick spit in my mouth and all that kind of stuff is gone. And so now I experience waking up and I'm, it's weird how much energy I have right when I like open my eyes. Like I can't lay in bed for a couple hours and kind of snooze alarm and set. I just like, have enough energy to sprint as soon as I wake up. That was probably one of the biggest things that I noticed once I switched over to a vegan diet. It's just I had this ridiculous amount of energy from the very first minute of the day. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Alrighty, man. We'll go ahead and start wrapping up wrapping up things here. Uh, you got anything extra you want to add or anything you want to say? Uh, I would say, first off, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate that. Um, oh yeah, man. I I mean, I, I thank you for coming on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, dude. I've learned a little bit here on the day. I know I've learned a, a whole lot about veganism and d- using that as far as living healthier and bodybuilding, you know, together off your channel, which is super helpful. Super helpful. I appreciate you saying that, man. Um, I would say the other thing I want to say is just if you are someone who's listening to this podcast, maybe thinking about jumping into veganism, is take your time to research. Come over to a couple people's channels who are established vegan YouTubers like me, John Venus, um, Vegan Physique, a few other people like that. And just watch a few videos so you can get a taste of what you might go into doing with your meals and stuff like that before you try it. Don't just jump into it cold feet. You got to kind of get an idea of what you're going to go buy at the grocery store before you buy it. That's going to be the, the best and easiest way to do it. Just go watch other people do it first. And that's it. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I totally agree. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, uh, anybody there out there listening that wants to go, I, I highly recommend uh, checking out Brian's channel, even if you're not interested in going vegan, because uh, you might watch a few videos of him cooking, and then you're going to maybe question that because you're going to get really hungry because he whips up some <laughs> delicious food. Like I, <laughs> I get hungry when I watch his videos. So his link uh, to his YouTube channel will definitely be down below in the description wherever you are thank listening you, to this on. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just thank you again for coming on the, the Justin Holland Fitness Podcast. I appreciate it, Brian. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so make sure to go check out Brian, and uh, that is going to be wrapping up this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you all so much for listening, and keep getting stronger. Adios.